Welcome to the Table Podcast. We hope what you hear today inspires joy in your heart and causes you to be convinced that God is good and He is for you. Enjoy the message. Hey guys, it's Siobhan. Uh, I know this is a little bit different from the way that we normally do our podcast. I'm recording this from home. Um, Definitely missing my table fam and wanting to be with you guys, but I also know how important it is um, for us to stay connected as best as possible. And the best way I know how is to encourage you in the word and uh, share some thoughts with you, some encouragement. I think we talked about in the previous podcast episode that I would be diving into uh, a series called One-on-One. Before all of this went down, before the corona and everything came about, the Lord was just pressing on my heart to um, just talk about the value of intimacy and fellowship with Him and how our life uh, can be so much more fulfilled when we choose the good part of sitting at His feet, um, just gazing uh, into His eyes and listening to um, what He has to say. Um, so throughout this series, we're going to look, look at probably several different passages, but one in particular that I wanted to start with is um, Luke chapter 10. It's the story of Mary and Martha. I think we're all very familiar with this story, but maybe there's some insight here. There's some things that we can really get out of this story uh, that we haven't seen before or that is a good reminder. Um, I think the biggest question that I've been having um, during this time of uh physical distancing and being at home more often is what is the substance of life? You know, um, we don't have our jobs. We don't uh, have all these other things that we're doing school. We're not even able to connect physically in community. And so it kind of makes you reprioritize and revalue what is the substance of life, you know, really about where do you stay grounded? Whom do you stay grounded in? And it has been a resounding just theme for me to say this has always been God's desire for us to be with him and then to give that love that we're receiving from him back to the rest of the world and even if we're not physically present with people I think um, technology and all those things have just given us the ability to still carry a presence but now more than ever I'm realizing that my relationship with God is one of the most important if not the most important thing in life And I think it's really sobering. I think it's really challenging. Um, It's helped me to really begin to ask the question, what has my life been about? What has the substance of my life been centered on? Have I really been tuned in uh, to God? Or have I just kind of placed him as like an accessory to what I have going on? You know, um, have I just added him into my life? Or have I really placed him in the center and um, the only thing that has really been able to keep me joyful and and keep me, I would even say sane in a time where we're all, you know, isolated. I mean, I live alone. So um, other than, you know, just seeing other people's videos and different things like that, you know, my relationship with the Lord has really kept me, I think, during this time. And I'm learning so much about myself, about my habits, my quirks, my mannerisms, the uh, I mean, just different little things that the busyness of life you really don't pay attention to. Like, um, I have a short attention span. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I guess I stay so busy that none of those things were really ever dawned on me. So um, I think this is going to be interesting. Uh, 
of of course, uh, throughout this series, I would love to hear your thoughts. If you're listening in, uh, direct message us on Facebook or Instagram. Also, if you have like any prayer requests, anything that we can be lifting up to God um, for you, we would absolutely love to do that. As I said before, although we are not physically near each other, I just believe that the spirit of God has kept us united and I still want to do my best to support you in any way that I can. So thank you even for listening. You can be listening to so many other things, uh, so many other people that are inspiring, that just have great things to say. But I value our community and I just want to continue uh, to keep sharing things that I'm learning with God. And again, it's all to encourage you guys and to make sure that you're staying in a good place. All right, so um, I think I'm going to kind of just jump into the text and uh, read the passage and then kind of just give some insights on... um, what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing um, from this. So Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42 says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And when she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. You are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So on this particular um, episode, I I just want to profile, I guess you could say, Martha. And kind of just bring out some things that I think that Martha kind of represents and how we can really identify with Martha's uh, role in this story. Um, I think Martha is like many of us. She has good intentions. She just doesn't know what to do with Jesus in her house. Uh, she is is frustrated. She's frantic. She's doing so much serving because um, I think she's more concerned about getting things right and trying to make sure she looks good to Jesus other than enjoying Jesus and enjoying his presence. Uh, sometimes our desire to do for God is more of a distraction uh, from him. And I don't think that she intends to be this way. Uh, I don't think that she's necessarily avoiding Jesus directly. I just think that she has a a misunderstanding of what Jesus really requires or expects or desires, I guess is the best word to say, of her. I think that um, naturally she's going off of what she's known, that when anyone enters your house, anyone um, of of prominence enters your home, the natural thing to do is to serve them, to accommodate them, to take care of them, uh, to make sure that everything is done to their liking. And I think that's where her mode is. But Jesus is not like everyone else that she's ever encountered. He's the only one who's actually come into her house to serve her and to provide for her and to give her things that she, she doesn't have. And I think this speaks a lot to our church culture. It speaks a lot to those of us who have um, come from a more religious background. Uh, We've been told that once Jesus kind of enters into our lives, that it is all about us making sure we do everything possible to be accepted by him, to be the good person that we're supposed to be and 
and that we run around and we were frankly trying to make sure that everything is right, that Jesus feels comfortable with us, that Jesus is approving of what we're doing. And, you know, I believe that living a life before God that's pleasing to him is definitely a good thing. But I think the motives which we kind of adapt or or seek to do that is a little bit different than what, you know, Jesus is really inviting us into. Um, church culture and religion says doing is what makes you worthy. But when we look at the gospel itself, we realize that that's not what the gospel at its core is really about. Um, it's actually the opposite of that. And when I was looking in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verses eight and nine, it actually says this for by grace, you have been saved through faith and it is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. So what's actually brought Jesus into Mary's house, uh, Martha's house, excuse me, is not the work that she's done for Jesus. It's the, it's the gift that he's given us of himself. He's willfully come in. He's willfully entered into our lives. He's willfully entered into our space. And he's just interested in getting to know us and getting to connect with us. And we are actually benefactors of the life that he's lived um, on our behalf and as us, as opposed to us still working to gain his affections. Um, I think too, it's very important uh, to highlight that it's very clear in this passage that we're presented with two different postures. We're presented with two different ways to approach a connection with Jesus. And he is making a clear distinction of where his heart is, of what he values, of what means the most to him. And I think that's something that we kind of lose sight of in our daily life with Christ. We kind of project what we expect God wants us to be instead of asking him, you know, what is it that you desire? What is it that you enjoy about me? And what is the best way for me to enjoy uh, fellowship with you? Um, because if we look at Martha operating in the way that she has been, uh, just being worried with many things and trying to serve in so many areas, this produced worry it produced anxiousness. Um, it also produced self-righteousness uh, because as soon as she begins to do all the work and to do the things that she feels like are deserving of Jesus's attention and affection, she then starts to point the finger at Mary saying that she wasn't doing enough. And already we're seeing that there's a comparison here. There's a demand that she's placing on Mary that Jesus never intended uh, to place on her, all because she has misperceived or misunderstood uh, what Jesus values in their relationship. Um, and so when we see that Martha is frustrated, you know, we know the reason is because she's thinking that the works that she's doing, the serving that she's doing, all the things that she's doing in her own effort should matter to God in such a way that if it doesn't look like what she's doing, that it should be invalidated. And we've seen this so many times in religious cultures that it's like, be like me, do what I do. If you're not doing this, you're not enough. And it puts people in the place of, of frustration, of anxiety and of worry. I've had so many friends just tell me, you know, like, I really do want to have a close relationship with God, but I just feel like I'm not doing enough.
And this is a resounding theme with many people uh, that are believers in Christ who have fallen under this guise that what we do is how we earn love and how we earn God's affection. But we know that because God is love himself, because we are his, that love has always been initiated by him. And it's always been something that he's desired to give us. And performance has absolutely nothing to do with how much Jesus loves us. And so that kind of brings me to a few takeaways um, that I I feel like we can learn uh, from Martha's experience. Number one, um, that we don't need to value production over personhood. Uh, We definitely need to make sure that we are people of presence. We're people who are able to see that God values our humanity. He values who we are. He values the fact that we are his. He is not looking for production. He is not looking for performance. He's looking for a heart uh, that is surrendered to him. Um, The other thing that I can say uh, that we can learn from Martha is that when we are anxious, when we are works driven, we can become self-righteous. We can come to a place where we think what we're doing is the best way. And when we see someone else, you know, serving God in a different capacity, we might try to criticize them and, and say that they're wrong for their approach because it's not our way. And I've seen this happen several times. I think this is a huge reason why we have disunity in the body of Christ is because we all have competing views on what it looks like uh, to serve the Lord. Um, and when we get to a place where we feel like our works are what really puts us uh, um, in good standing with God, we are automatically condemning and judging others, which is definitely uh, not the heart of God. Um, also, I think something to take away from Mary and her experience is that we definitely <laughs> don't need to put what we do for God ahead of being with God. You know, um, I think that Martha never gets peace because she interrupts Jesus instead of enjoying him. She's trying to entertain him instead of enjoying him. And, you know, if you constantly feel like you're trying to entertain somebody over and over and over and making them love you and making them approve of you, eventually you run out of that type of strength. You run out of the ability uh, to do that. And she was basically putting herself in a position where she wasn't going to even be able to enjoy Jesus the way that she should because she was so exhausted. And, and I like that, that Jesus doesn't condemn Martha for this, but he invites her to enjoy him. You know, he says, Martha, Martha, you know, you're worried with so many things. But, you know, the one thing that really the one thing that really matters, you haven't really begun to truly see that you haven't really experienced that. And um, I think that because she set her standard on her activity and not what Jesus desired, she was really missing uh, the best parts of of relationship with him. And the last takeaway I can say is um to keep, you know, your priorities, you know, in the right order. You know, um, I think that we can get so distracted with our many things and, and with our serving that, again, we don't value the time that we spend with the Lord. Uh, we think that that's not enough. We begin to condemn our moments of intimacy in the secret place, which is really where the heart of God is he's all about connecting with us he's all about meeting with us and engaging with us and if we've ever questioned what jesus prefers 
we have this passage as a reference. We have this um, story as a guide. He's letting us know that this is the distinction. If you ask me what I value, what I want the most, um, we're seeing that it is for us to be at his feet, for us to listen to him, to enjoy him, um, to just take it in and just be in a restful place where we can enjoy the Lord. So I said all of that uh, to say, I, I hope that this challenges you today. Maybe you have been much like Martha uh, in a place where you've been anxious, frustrated, um, because you've been doing so much work for God that you haven't been able to enjoy him. And this is a challenge for us to rethink our approach in our relationship with Christ and for us to really understand what he desires is for us to be near him, for us to posture ourselves uh, at his feet. So uh, hopefully you will join us next week. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about Mary and unpack some things that, that I think would be interesting to see from her posture with Jesus. So I hope today that you were encouraged. Uh, before we go, I'd just like to pray over you. Um, God, we thank you so much for just being here with us. We know with everything that's going on with the crisis of COVID-19, with us being isolated in our homes, a lot of us are overwhelmed. A lot of us are really just searching uh, for peace and comfort and hope. And we know that that is truly found in you. And Lord, just teach us how to be people of presence that now that we have to slow down, now that we have to end our works and in our uh, activities, um, give us the grace to learn how to sit at your feet and really enjoy you and to really take in who you are and let you speak to us and teach us about life, teach us about ourselves, teach us about love. Um, that is truly what we need. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, be looking out for just more content coming out throughout the week and uh, on the podcast as well. We're going to do our best to continue to connect and uh, dive deeper into this series one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, thank you so much for being with us again. We love you. Uh, hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. At the table, we are discovering Jesus together. If you were encouraged by today's message, do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast. That way you never miss out on future episodes. Also, help us get the word out by sharing this podcast on your preferred social media platform. To keep up on what's happening in our community, you can follow us on Facebook at The Table or on Instagram at The Table CCLA.